when did you fall in love with like women in hip hop? that song that you just heard was charge it by any um have you ever heard this song before yeah so i heard it on tiktok um did you really see it on no no yeah that's I so saw, crazy yeah i saw it on tiktok and it just reminded me of like i don't know some like type of groovy 70s mm-hmm. type of song um but mm-hmm. it's like yeah you're like next uh favorite girl group or whatever um because it was like all the musicians in the back were like women yeah led um musicians so i didn't see this tiktok that's crazy i saw it because there was this tweet that was going viral about um essentially saying how like um women uh like female rappers right now are you know really taking over and like there really is no debate about that like i think the tweet says something along those lines so Mm -hmm. of course i went through it i'm like is there anybody here or is there anything here that i haven't heard or anybody that i don't really know of Mm-hmm. And this song came up and I was like, damn, like, I really fuck with this. Like, it's a vibe. I like her flow. I think it's she, very summery. I, it's summer. That's, that's the thing too. It's like a summer, like, a, oops, what's that? sorry. <laughs> it's like a summer vibe, but like, also she was just spit. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just like, and I remember her from having that song that went viral a couple of years ago with Georgia Smith. The Ping Black Girls. Do you remember okay, that so, one? Oh, so this is the same girl. Because I was like, oh. It's her. Maybe I'm like confusing like British rappers or Yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that makes sense. It makes sense. Because I was like, it's the same type of flow. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, that's her. It's the same person. Um, but I really like the song. Definitely yeah. like, um, we'll be adding it to our playlist, our music rec playlist. Um, so obviously make sure you follow us on Spotify. So you can, um. Here are all of our music recs, the ones that are available on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, but hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Where My Girls At. It has been so long since we yeah, recorded. Yeah, it's been a minute. Do you realize that? Yeah. Um, it's been a, and I'm realizing now, like, as I was going back and I was editing the episodes, how much, like, we were recording so far in advance in April <laughs> that, like, shit we were saying was going to happen yeah. would happen before the episode came out and so by the time the episode came out in april i was like oh my god we were just talking about that yeah yeah but but i was like but wait the episode doesn't come out until friday like (laughs) but we did have to we had to rework some things we had to change the schedule around a little bit because i went on vacation yeah um and i Oh my god, it was it was amazing. You were in Aruba, um, right? I went to Aruba. It was incredible. I wish I was still tan from it. Um, it was just like the beaches were beautiful. Um, I had I got to spend time with my family, which was you know fun um, mm-hmm. and not annoying. I got like drunk like with Fair. my grandma and my aunties and my like that's crazy to yeah. me. And my little brother like and we were no, like, getting... but it was a good time and it was like very well needed. And speaking of any. My next vacation is to London, so I'm oh, very excited because okay. I've never, I've never been there. So if you hear this and you're from London or you've been to London, girl, send me Rex. Like, what do I do? I've never been to London, no, um, but that's fun. what I've been up to. I've been back for like a week now, and uh, I'm like, oh, I hate it. Like, I forgot. Like, sober reality. <laughs> reality yeah. just fucking sets in, and I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, I gotta. Yeah, I got I gotta you. Go. I gotta go to work. What are you? What have you been up to? Yeah, uh, well, I'm trying to think. What have I been up to? Been working, secured another job. So period. Yay! Yeah. Can't really leave, but I'm back. I'm back. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> that's been, what's mostly, up. Yeah, mostly been working, and then um, I just came back from New York. Went to go visit my childhood best friend, who was on the show, Alicia. So oh it's yes, her birthday. by the time this episode drops, she will be 26. So happy early birthday! Happy um, birthday! Yay! Yeah, we were hanging out in the city, running around, um, just like getting to meet her New York friends and like, I don't know, just have a good time and celebrate her. The tourist season. I'm really close with a lot of tourists. Yeah. 
yeah, it was nice to celebrate her. I love that. I'm out of town, thugging with my friends. <laughs> I love that so so much. It's so stupid. It's so stupid, and it really makes you think you could do say anything on a track though. Anything, as long as you got a nice little beat. Oh, no. Did you see um, Summer Walker brought her out at, um, no. during her set? At the... <laughs> okay, so Summer Walker um, performed at the Something in the Water Festival, you know, Pharrell's oh, music yeah. festival or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, I have a special guest to bring out. And it's fucking sexy red coming out with like spraying people in the water gun and like throwing money on the stage, doing like death drops and like I doing can't. cartwheels and shit. I said, this is how you are supposed to come and perform, okay? Especially with like, that song, yeah. <laughs> if you're not coming with this energy, stay the fuck home, okay? <laughs> I want to see everybody live up to that shit. I'm going to post that on our Twitter so you can see if you're listening to this, if you haven't seen it already, because that shit was like I so believe. fucking... It was so funny. It just made me smile because you know what? And she just actually was featured. We'll talk about it, but mm-hmm. but it's just like good for her. Like that's yeah. that's just song is so fucking ridiculous. It um is. and I <laughs> just can't stop singing. <laughs> I know, it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> okay, should we get into some hot topics? Yeah, let's get into it. Where do you want to start? Um, actually, let's just start with some good stuff. Okay, okay so, okay. um, Queen Latifah is going to be the first female rapper added to the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry for her debut album, All Hail the Queen. They said her album showed rap, gen- rap could co- cross genres, including reggae, hip-hop, house, and jazz, while also opening opportunities for other female rappers. And, like... I mean, period. Period. Like, I was like, like, period. That's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. Duh. They don't call her fucking Queen Latifah for nothing, bitch. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Duh. And if you don't know, like, what the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry is, it's basically like, this is how we preserve things that are culturally significant. You know, mm-hmm. so that if in, I don't know, say like a thousand years, somebody finds this, they'll find in the Library of Congress Queen Latifah's album to be like, yeah, she was that bitch, okay? Right. And this that is how, and this is where everything came from uh, with that genre. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was, it, I think that's incredible. You know, I love that. No, I, it's I, a really cool moment for hip hop, for sure. What do you think will be another one that's added to it? See, now I have to, because you know what? I'm thinking now that I'm reading this, I didn't even Google which other, um, you know, albums were in it, but she's the only female, she's the first she won't be the last. Yeah. I know that for sure, but she's the first female rapper to be added to this. Whose album do you think um, you would add to like the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry? Hmm. The first one that's coming to mind is uh, The Pink Print. I feel really? Like that would be the next one, no? Yeah. That would be the next one? That's that's your next one? That's interesting. I, I feel like that would be, to, I guess, like encapsulate like the early, or I mean like 2010s type of yeah, era. Yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like that would be a blueprint for like uh, the predecessors after after right. Minaj. So right. I feel like that would be that would be next. What about you? Yeah, for me, I would I would think like I'm gonna start. Okay, Lil Kim hardcore, definitely. Ah. Um, definitely gonna do um the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh That's yeah, okay. definitely gonna go in there. Hundred um, percent. Uh, definitely Missy Elliott. I, I I mean I feel like you could do any of them, but probably um that is so um, true. Oof, I don't even know which one of Missy Elliott's albums should go in there. Um, I think I would have definitely said Lauren Hill though. That's yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And I'm I, actually when I read this, I was quite surprised that it isn't it's already. There. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, but good for her, you yeah. know. And I think it, and I I think like you said, it just opens the door, um, mm-hmm. for there to be other female rappers who get added to this because, like, if we're being honest they are the most culturally culturally significant right now. Like, we say this all the time. Right, y'all are just catching up. Catch up, okay? (laughs) Catch up. Okay, we've been here. We've been saying this. Been here. Um, Okay, Mona Leo is pregnant at 22. So... Hmm. Her Coachella performance (laughs) of her singing We Not Humping. humping. 
fully visibly pregnant, pregnant. <laughs> like visibly very fucking pregnant talking about put that dick up we not humping girl who are you what? talking to like what bro <laughs> who bro. are you talking to belly like bouncing just a little bit so i'm like girl <laughs> this, so is this is comedy this is comedy she's so fucking skinny but you know what um if she's happy i mean i can't be mad at i think 22 is way too young to be having kids but look she's oh rich she seems like she's very happy with this man um he seems like he yeah, treats do you her know well who this is her like I, he's, he's like a rapper right oh is it stunner for vegas yeah oh she's still with him okay i know right but hey you know what hey hey I can't be mad. Did that meme? <laughs> All right, listen. Cool. I feel away. Yeah, you like it. I love it. I feel away about pregnancy in general, but you know what? I'm very happy for her. Yeah, um, I'm happy for her. Moving on, Trina had a tiny desk performance, mm-hmm. and people were hating on this. Do you know? Like, really? people were were being very like, yeah, they were they were like hating on this, like. Oh, I thought Tiny Desk was for musicians and vocalists. Like, what? Why would Trina be on? I said, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. The baddest bitch, and you're yeah. doubting her. The baddest yeah. bitch. But what did you think of it? No, I thought it was nice. So what I love about Tiny Desk, obviously, is that it provides like an intimate setting between like an artist mm-hmm. and like a small crowd. And I think it's also a cool way to hear like your favorite tracks in a different way. So it's yes. a way for them to like get creative. So I thought yeah. it was cool because it was just like the instrumentals that I guess she would typically use, like obviously like a DJ would have it in the back, but it was cool to hear it. Um, what is it? Acoustically. Right. Um, Cause it was just a different way to absorb the music. So I like, yeah, it. I, I also think, yeah, I agree. Like that was what was very interesting to hear, but also to he- like to hear the songs acoustically, but also what a performer, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I mm-hmm. think this is something we said time and time again about how Trina gets overlooked. But there's something about her. There's a quality about her that's very, you know, of the that that is of the work ethic that mm-hmm. rappers had in like the early 2000s and the 90s of just being able to perform. Right. And Trina can perform, okay? Mm-hmm. Like she can put on a show. She has the hits. She has mm-hmm. the catalog. And just to watch her like be able to perform that album live, I think it made me have an, a, an even greater appreciation for her mm-hmm. as an artist because right. you can hear so much of the like you know the Miami sound of the mm-hmm. funk you can mm-hmm. hear you can hear like it's so much becomes so clear when you have a live band and live accompaniment accompaniment right. playing this shit so I loved it mm-hmm. I feel like Trina is getting um, her do like getting her flowers um mm-hmm. in a way that she hasn't and I right. fucking love that because no. she is it's beyond time it's beyond mm-hmm. time for that shit. No, totally. But uh, like we said, everybody's catching up now. Everybody's Catch up, mustards. Up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the next thing. Um, Carrie Foe um, is uh, releasing a new album, May 26th. Um, it's called Real Bitches Don't Die, period. Um, and <laughs> uh, Gangsta Boo is going to be featured on it. What do you Ooh. think about that? Okay, cool. Um, I hadn't really looked at the track list like that, but, you know, I'm always excited for some new music, especially, like, it's getting hotter outside. Hell yeah! We need some new music to get crunk to. So I'm more excited just to have, like, new music, period. And I can't wait till we get to go down the list of, like, uh, the new music. Oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. Um, Another really good thing, and this is what I love to see from her. I don't want to hear, I don't want none of the antics. I don't want none of the lies. I just want the music. Asian Doll has officially signed. <laughs> Asian Doll has officially signed to um, a major record label. Um, so she talked about this on her. Uh, she posted on Instagram. So this is what she says. She says, "Oh yeah, and I will be the face of the company I'm signing to. I've been holding the secret in so long while so much was going on around me. I watched motherfuckers switch up on me or give up, but all of that had happened." For this dramatic change in my life, I'm finally ready for it all. I want to be number one, sell millions of records, tour across the world. I'm finally able to do it all and go big on go on big every time. I'm not longer, uh, should she, I'm no longer alone and I have a team and a company behind me and in front of me, 
this is my year. It's my time. I'm grateful. She used the wrong grateful, but you know what? I'm going to let it stop. It. stop <laughs> so stop she's, it. um, she's, uh, signed with self-made SME entertainment. Um, I've never heard of this. I haven't heard of it. I've never heard of this label. Um, actually I probably should have looked it up to see like who the F is uh, like, who else is signed to this? Like, I don't fucking know. The point yeah. is I'm happy for her. No, I'm happy for her too. Um, I think obviously the pros of being able to sign to a label is that you have the machine behind you, right? Of right. people who are going to be able to help her take her career to the next level. Like, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully this is her year. Obviously rooting for the girls. Always uh, rooting for her. And she, who knows what the fuck is going to happen. Who knows what's going to happen, but maybe <laughs> they'll be able to like, you know, smooth some of the edges and yeah. make sure she gets to this point where she wants to be. Yeah, and I think she she has the talent. Like mm-hmm. Asian Doll, Asian Doll for sure. It's not that she's not talented. It's that she's a pathological liar. <laughs> like she just be lying about she, you will she will tell you, "Oh yeah, the sky is blue." And you'd be like, "You know what? I just need to step outside and see for myself cuz it might be some other shit today cuz all that bitch do is lie." Yeah. That's why when she said this, I was like, wait until the announcement is made wait, right, <laughs> and, then, it's official, official. and then we can um then maybe we can um be happy for you but i'm very happy for her you know yeah. i just want things to go right for asian doll it just seems like she's always embroiled in some fucking stupid entangled, ass entangled. stupid ass mess and i just it's funny sure but on the other hand like god damn someone's so talented <laughs> like come on no for real no for real somebody that talented should not be in that much mess so good for her um what else okay so there's a ton of new stuff let's talk about lotto first listen i don't know why but i've just become an increasingly more like been more of a fan of lotto the past like couple of weeks like really I think it's because of her Coachella performances. Mm. Like, I think she just did an incredible job. She brought I agree. girls onto stage. Yep. She dropped new music. Yep. Like, she's just on a run right now. Like, I feel like, I don't know, she's she's really hot right now. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons that she is, is she hired Tiana Taylor as her creative director. How fucking crazy is that, that, mm-hmm. like... To have Tiana Taylor, who's been in this industry, like, pretty much her entire life, you know, and has, like, worked with some giants and have picked up everything and is, like, an incredible artist in her own right, an incredible dancer, an incredible creative in her own right now on your team. Mm. This bitch cannot be stopped, okay? (laughs) She just can't. She just can't. And she had this little spat with Coyle Ray where um, she had said something, one of her lines was like, oh, Blunt biggest Coyle Ray or something yeah. like that mm-hmm. um and then Coy like she heard it she didn't like it so she was like she tweeted something she's like let's fight then she said like lotto bye here you go talking about my body please do not come in here talking about nobody body lol lol like seriously out of all things L- lmao you blunt my size this shit is never ending these bitches <clears throat> want to be niggas so bad y'all want to have rap beef so bad and she's not wrong she's, she's like if you She's like, if you don't like me, support me, or fuck with me, don't mention my name. Period. Shit. Don't make sense. I don't know. None of you bitches in real life. Stay in your lane and leave me out of the bullshit. I'll be minding my business and showing real love offline. Lotto, thank God, did not respond on Twitter. I was deeply shocked. Yeah, yeah. I was was like... Deeply shocked. I didn't even think it was that deep, though. It wasn't! Thank you! (laughs) It was not that deep! Uh, I didn't even think it was that deep. It was not that deep. She made a joke about about Lola Brooks in her own song. Exactly. Exactly. It was not that deep, but also then she got on stage when she performed it the second weekend at Coachella and was like, you know, like, I love you, Koi. Like, it was never any beef. There was never any disrespect. And Koi was like, okay, maybe I overreacted. And that's growth even on her part. You're right. That's growth even on her part. She was like, you know what? It's all love. Maybe I overreacted. And that's like, I love to see that because like a year ago, these bitches would have been going at it. Scrambling. On Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we would have been hearing about some teams fighting backstage at Coachella. Right. But look at the way that they've grown as artists. Gross. Gross. And we love to see growth. Maturity. But Lotto is killing it. She has new music out, new music video. She's back on tour with Lizzo. She's out there giving, putting on a show. I'm talking choreo 
No, like, for real. Like, before, it's, it's then like. in the studio. The dance in the studio. studio. The booth. My like, God. I don't you, know. How can you hate on a bitch like that? No, honestly, I'm like really excited for her. I feel like she's going to do something like big during the summer. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, excited to hear it. Um, okay, let's talk about Doja, who mm. she just constantly is always stressing me the fuck out. Like, I don't know if she's trolling us or if, like, she's actually being fucking for real. I really don't know. Yeah. Like, so she's had a couple of, um, a couple of covers come out. Um, she's had a couple of ca- campaigns come out. Essentially, she's, like, she's locked in. Like, it's album time, it's go time, it's mm-hmm. rap. Like, everybody who's been talking about how they've been here and they said, oh, this bitch is, like, rapping, rapping on the album. And, um, you know, like, she's, like, I want to get into, like, clothing design. She wants to do this. Tomorrow she's going to make her Met Gala debut. Like, Doja is also gearing up for a return. But I want to talk about something. Um, mm-hmm. Since when is she not a rapper? Right, exactly. I think... I think people think that because of, um, what is it, Planet Her was yeah. probably more of a poppy album. So, But we could talk about pop rappers releasing pop albums and still being called rappers. rappers. So I don't, I don't get that. Like, what, why, why are people doubting that she, I could, I could name off the top of my head, like 10 different songs where she's out rapping somebody on the fucking, like, it's crazy True. to me because Planet Her wasn't exclusively pop. It was no, a I lot agree. of things. It was a lot of things. But it was it's crazy that people have ever doubted her skills as a rapper. Because yeah. she all she does is constantly prove what she can do as a rapper. And so oh. for her, but you know what? Whatever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I want to hear Hellmouth. Because mm-hmm. I one thing about Doja Cat, she's gonna release a hit. Oh yeah, for sure. At least a couple of them. A couple of them, okay? Right. And we gonna have some songs of the summer, the competition. Mm-hmm. It's it's um it's heating up. It's I feel like we I feel like we already have some contenders, but remember, we make the final choice. All right? <laughs> the final decision is ours. That's up to us. Um okay. Let's talk about Ice Spice. Ooh. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> I I don't know how I feel about this. Mhm. So Ice Spice, I don't even know what this means, and I gotta be honest, I don't know what this means. Yeah. Um. So, Ice Spice is signed to a creative partnership with Nikki's new label, Heavy On It. And side note, why do I feel like she um just came up with this name, like, yesterday? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I, I had no idea. Because like, remember, she was like, I'm going to release the name on the next episode of Queen Radio. I feel like in between those two episodes, she still didn't have the name. Right. Like, she was like... <laughs> because i feel like that's just how she works um yeah so ice spice is signed in a creative partnership um to Nicki minaj's new label and this information came out when the princess diana remix which we knew was coming we speculated mm-hmm. it was coming pretty right, much knew right. it was coming um she uh yeah and then she got caught in a little controversy um her and her producer um riot what who the person who produced like her, all her music her ep and everything were on twitter saying like because you know they're doing this thing where all the fans do they start buying multiple versions of the single um they released an ep with like seven different versions of the song princess mm. diana remix they had a link tree with like 64 different versions of the song oh to buy God. And Riot was like, I'm about to drop your cash apps. He was on Twitter saying, drop your cash apps. I'm going to send you money to buy the song. And then I Spice was like, if you drop a receipt showing you buy the song, I'm going to um, follow you on Twitter. Both of those tweets got deleted because people started fucking flaming them. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What has this become? And we have to talk about it because if that is what the process is, does having a number one even matter anymore? Exactly. Like, what is it weighted on? It's like, not it... authentic. But what do you think about this? Um. Well, I think it's the same as, like, um, what is it called? Uh, like, the mass streaming. Like, yeah. Like, oh, stream my song. Like, all this stuff. Like, yeah, it's, un- it's not authentic. And then I also think that it's not fair to, like, other artists who actually, like, are putting out. Not that it's not a quality song or anything. But, like you know, who are also putting out music who are not, who don't have a, a as much of a machine behind exactly. them or a huge fan base like this to be able to 
create this um, made number uh, for them. So, and the crazy thing is, the song debuted at number four. So it wasn't even in the top two or three. And yeah. fans have been on Twitter talking about, I didn't spend my life savings, you know, trying to buy a fucking Ridiculous. song. Ridiculous. Can you return? We don't know you. You know what? I want to know if you listen to this and you are one of those people, let us know. What do you do after the chart data comes out? Like, do you do you keep those versions or do you like return them for, to get your money? Like, how does that yeah, work? Can you I'm get your money back? Because I got to be honest, I have not purchased music. I have I've had Spotify for years since high school. I have not purchased music. Purchased music. I think the last time I did it was fucking Lemonade. Um. Because it was, she didn't release it on Spotify. That was the last time that I actually like bought yeah. an album. So, but I would like to know. I really would. Like, what what is it? What is it like? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Please, please comment below if comment <laughs> below. <laughs> contact <laughs> us. Um. Okay. Let's talk about Carisha. Hello. Another. First of I all, can we her. can we okay can we talk about first of all. Whoever creative directed this shoot, yeah, eight. Because mm-hmm. every the time looks. you see, every time you see Carisha, she looks better. She just gives wealth. She's mm-hmm. exuding every, like not even just wealth. She's just level, level, leveling up, like mm-hmm. every time. But she, um, so she, um, was featured in the cut. Like, uh, she was their April cover star. Yep. Um, and you know she had a lot to say. There were some highlights from the article. New City Girls is coming. And recently she's cleared out her Instagram. Like, I, like the City Girl. In. Oh my God, <laughs> locked in. She says she's single, single. She's not with Diddy no more. She, she says she might write a book one day. And honestly, I think honestly, overall, I can see that. I want it. I actually really want it. I don't care if it's fiction or nonfiction. I want it. Okay. And I want her. I want to listen to the audiobook. You want an audiobook? I want it to be her reading the audiobook, okay? Yeah. I would like to listen to seven hours of Carisha telling me about everything, okay? So, boom, like... (laughs) Exactly like that. I don't want you to change a single thing. That is exactly (laughs) what the fuck I want, okay? Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. But honestly, she just seems like a fucking joy. You know what I mean? No, for real, like... First of all, like going back to the looks, she ate. Um, I don't know how would you describe this, like in a seventies. It's 80s, like mod, mod, like very like sixties, like 60s, mod yeah. type of look. You know, oh my god, she just looks so fucking good. The hair, the, the hair, hair. Oh my god. Like, and I read how like um she has like a coke bottle in a couple of them and basically she drinks like a coke every single day or something like that. i love that and so like she was walking around set with her coke and they were like actually let's put this in the in the in the cover oh. um and so they that's why they ended up including it but no she seems like a absolute joy and i think that just like having a 30 minute conversation with her is like it could make <sighs> your day i would literally kill for it I would kill for a 30-minute conversation with her. Yo, Um, like, she sounds like she is a riot. (laughs) She just seems like she's having a great fucking time, Mm -hmm. making great music. Her and JT just seem like they are happier and love each other, like, more than ever. And they are locked the fuck in. Like, everything that I'm hearing from them, the music, the interviews, everything, like, these, they are are ready to go to the next level. Every Every performance that we see of them, it, it just better it's better and better. Mm-hmm. And you know what I think about that? That is what happens when you let people grow. Mm. That is what happens when people, you know, were shitty. Yeah, like they were not good live performers, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. But they went to work. Mm-hmm. They did the fucking work. They locked mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. locked in, and look at what happened. You know? I know. I would I never know. give up on them. Even if they were still shitty performers, I would never give up on them. Because I'll be right there in the in the arena. Right. Um, I'm a ride. Sh- okay. And doing the dance, too. Their signature. Yo, that, that dance is so funny. They are so fucking funny. I love them so fucking much. Um, okay, so let's talk about um, Meg. And I saved this for last with Hot Topics. Because, okay. I, duh, she gives her first, like, um, interview um for um her well she says her first and last interview since the verdict um Mm -hmm. um Tory Lane's verdict and it's in her own words basically it's she's the cover of she's on the cover of Elle of Elle magazine and looks good 
And basically what she's saying is like, she's done talking about this. She says she's in a good place. She has therapy. She has good people around her. The new music yeah. is coming. It's different. It's exciting. But she went through hell. And it was very fucking hard. And it kind of broke my heart to read this, you know? Yeah. But it also, like, at the end, I was like, I'm so happy what came out of it. But I hate that she had she to had go to through it all. It broke my heart. You yeah. know, like, but she just seemed so much stronger and so much, like, better and just leveled up and just, like, is 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 more intentional with everything in her life. And, and I think that's a clear sign of someone who's stepping into their next level of stardom is like being hell able yeah. to understand like when to take moments of pause, mm-hmm. when to say no to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that she was able to do this in her own voice as well because it's like, okay, there's no like, I'm not cutting corners over here. Like, mm-hmm. this is it and I'm going to leave my cards on the table. You know, this is my truth. You believe it or not. And then um, I'm not talking about it no more. Yeah, now leave me alone. Like, yeah. for real. She's like, I gave you what you wanted. All right. now. Do not ask forward. me about it again. Do mm-hmm. not ask me about it again. And I really, um, I love that for her. You know? Yeah. And I think she's not talking about it anymore. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yep. We're okay. done with that motherfucker. And I hope he is rotting in prison. Um, that and chapter that's is closed. That chapter is closed. We are done talking about it. She's done talking about it. Let's mm-hmm. talk about some new music. We have so a lot music. of new music. There's I Spice and Nikki. There's SZA and Doja Cat. There's Kim Petras and Nikki. Uh, um, Freaky T with T- um, Tia Corinne and Lotto. A new mm-hmm. Lotto song. New Rico Nasty. Um, new Coil Ray. Like, there's just so much new music. What what stuck out to you? What, what was, like, something that stuck out to you? All right. I'll start off with Put It On The Floor. I've been having that song on repeat. Really? It dropped. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm into it i'm into it like like i said i became like more of a lotto fan in the past couple of weeks yeah and so i've just been going back to her old tracks like listening to seven seven um uh what is it like queen of the south um, yeah her old album but yeah like i said i feel like this is like a preview of like what type of energy she's bringing into the summer so that song stood out to me i liked the coil ray song too um, me too okay i'm glad you said that i was like oh like i downloaded that one i did not yeah. like the my body song but i like the bob songs i said oh okay like yeah. i just love this for coil ray she is just different um yeah. i really love that um i did um, not like put it on the floor it was it didn't stand out to me i didn't hate really? it but it didn't stand okay. out to me it didn't okay, stand out to me fair. yeah that's fair um i liked the rico nasty song mm-hmm. i'm not sure if it's like a song that i will like continuously like uh go back to but like i enjoyed the visuals i liked the music video like yeah. i thought it was a good song um yeah i'm trying to think anything else that's standing out here oh you want to know what i hated? i hated this mm-hmm. kim Petra song oh really? my god i hated this fucking song I, it was uh, it was awful kim Petras and Nicki minaj yeah. it was awful I hated this song. <laughs> I, I really did this one. How does it go again? I don't. I couldn't even tell you. I just you know I hated that it? shit. I couldn't <laughs> even you tell you. I could. I couldn't get through it the first time. What did you think of the Kill Bill uh, remix with Doja Cat? Very unnecessary. Cute, but very unnecessary. It was cute. It was good. It was I like love cool. Doja. It was cool, but it wasn't even again not a remix. What the fuck did you remix? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would have yeah. loved like a new verse from SZA. And who knows? She still says the SOS Deluxe is coming. We shall mm-hmm. see. We'll but see. um, I would be interested to hear if she changes anything with the song. You know, we know why she released this. She's been mm-hmm. trying to get this number one since forever. And she finally mm-hmm. got the number one with Kill Bill. But Doja Cat was not credited. Um, which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. But I don't yeah. understand how this shit works. So good for her. She got the number one. I really don't care that much for this song. It's not my favorite song on SOS. It's I'm glad she could stop. Yeah. I'm glad she could stop pushing it. I thought the remix was fine. And I yeah. think if this is the direction that Doja Cat is heading in, as far as what the way she's going to be rapping, if this is the kind of storytelling that she's going to be doing, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm yeah. here for it. But, but to mm. me, it was just it was just fine. You know what I mean? No, I get that. I don't think it was necessary either. It was just like, all right, cool. I could take it or leave it. Yeah. And I felt the same way about the Princess Diana remix. Like, it was good. It was fine. You know what I mean? Like, Nikki's verse was good. It was fine 
I still like the original better. Same, same. I feel the same way. I don't know, like, I don't know what it is. I feel like Nicki Minaj's features have been stale in mm. some ways. Yeah, like it's not, I agree. It's like, um, I don't know. No, that's a bad example. But it's like someone who's trying to like fit into the mold of like what is now versus what they are. You yeah. know what I mean? I know and so mean. I like I don't know, it didn't feel like I don't know, the Nicki Minaj that I knew um back then. It didn't hit like the way a Nicki Minaj feature used to hit. Used to hit. It yeah. it didn't hold the same weight. There isn't the same excitement. And I think somebody had said this on Twitter and it made me think. They said, you know, ever since WAP came out, people have trying to been have been trying constantly to recreate that hype that happened mm-hmm. around it. But the mm-hmm. way that WAP, like the rollout of that, was so authentic. The music yeah. video was so authentic; it was mm-hmm. incredible. Everything about that song, it it deserved to go number one, and it mm-hmm. happened so authentically. The way that it that that the rollout happened, it was a genuinely incredible song, and I yep. feel like the people that I've seen you know, try to recreate this over and over again, it doesn't work because it's not authentic. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about this remix that just, it feels like there's this ickiness surrounding it, you know? Yeah. Because now it's like, and that's why I said I don't really, I'm I'm just hesitant about I Spice signing to Nicki Minaj's label because it does close her off. From Mm -hmm. so many Many. relationships that she could have that could Mm -hmm. be so beneficial. And then, and and to her as an, and for her as an artist, like she's had this career, this come up that was like very like, uh, you know, meteoric. It happened so uh, quickly. And, 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 and do we think that Nikki is going to be the one like she had, that she can give Ice Spice the kind of development artistically that she needs? Like, we know what Nicki Minaj is like as a live performer. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm not going to say that that's who we should be looking to for, for like, live advice on, yeah. for live performance advice. Like, I just don't know what she's going to gain from this. You know? True. It True. seems, maybe, it, some, maybe some enemies. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but did we, did we talk about this, about how there's, like, this conspiracy theory about how Ice Spice is an industry plant? What? Who said that? Have you ever heard that? Okay. So, like, apparently there's this conspiracy theory that Ice Spice is an industry plant because before Munch came out, she was already signed to a big record label. Really? And so so they um, were saying that the reason why they, she's, like, been able to make this, like, huge run and everything is because people like having a, um, like, a come-up story. And, like, I haven't fact-checked all of this, but this was the conspiracy theory that it's, like, people want to see a come-up and, like, see someone, like, um, different Mm -hmm. um, come up, which I guess also will lead into, like, our main topic. But, um, yeah, basically, there's, like, rumors that she's an industry plant. I've never heard that. I had no idea that she was signed to a label before before Munch came out. That's actually shocking to me. So it's like none of this is like on accident. Uh, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the Freaky T remix, uh, Tia Karen featuring Lotto? Now this is a song we talked about before. Yeah, um, I thought L- Lotto did her thing. Um, I think again, like take it or leave it. Like, that's how. That's it how wasn't I felt. Anything that I was like, oh, like I have to return to this. Yeah. But I did think the music video was cute. It was very um, cute. It was Baps inspired. Baps inspired. So like I like that because we also had been just talking about that as well. Yes. Um. But yeah, I could have like you know take it or leave it. I agree. I feel like it was fine. You know what I mean? Like fine. there's a lot of fine music. <laughs> like uh, nothing is fine. nothing is really and and I'm not just saying from female rappers. I mean in general, there's mm-hmm. just been a lot of this is fine this is okay you know what i mean um yeah. music there was there anything that we didn't put on here like music wise yeah so that you were like um what's her name lola brooke came out with a new song oh that uh, just came out didn't it yeah like it on friday out. i think mm-hmm. uh-huh what, what did you think it? of it it was called um free um hold on is... I, I listened to it yeah i just listened to it just relax just relax um I thought it was okay. Yeah. I think it is better than, I guess, some of the other. I think she's released, like, another single, right? Um, As well, correct? Since then? Since, um, 
since don't play with it oh right? yeah 100 percent. yeah so like i think this one was like the this felt more mainstream mm-hmm. to me because it's like a familiar beat um i'm so think. shocked that she got that um that cleared that sample cleared yeah. um from the tribe but yeah, yeah. I was it like, was this fun. seems like people people are gonna like gravitate towards because it sounds familiar, but she familiar some people have heard of. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it necessarily like the content of it was like anything crazy. Like I think it was just a I think it's a way for her to start breaking into more mainstream music and other folks to hear her. Uh, yeah, I'm interested too. I feel like she's getting bogged down with this label of being a mix between Lil Kim and Foxy Brown, and yeah, I just don't see it. <laughs> there are the elements of that there but the hits the hit making skills like i'm not the hooks aren't that catchy right you know i don't think she's as good of a lyricist i'm not saying that she's not good at rapping i think she's a yeah. f- fantastic phenomenal rapper but i don't want her to feel like i don't want her to feel like she has to you know make music in the vein of them instead of discovering who she is as an artist for herself for yeah. herself because people every time she releases something now that's what, and, and I see it on Twitter, that's what they're saying. They're like, oh my God, this is Foxy Brown's. Like, this is her son. Like, this is Lil' Kim's son. And I'm like, I mean, you can say that about everybody. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, everybody has an origin. <laughs> Come on, like, like, you can say that about all these girls. But the, but the, the reality is, is Lil' Brooke is her own thing. Like, she's her own type of rapper. And I'm interested yeah. to see her explore that, you know? Right. I yeah. want her to, I love that she stays authentic to her New York roots. I love that about her. But I, mm-hmm. I really, I, I do want to see her, you know, kind of branch out a little bit from, you know, being under the wing or trying to make music, I think, in the vein of what Foxy Brown and Lil' Kim would have made in the 90s. Because, you know, as mm-hmm. much as we love it, I'm sorry, it's not the 90s anymore. That was 40 yeah. fucking years ago, 30, yeah. 40 years ago. And, mm-hmm. and what was popular then, the sound, the cadence, everything that worked then, it doesn't work now. No, yeah, it's not the same. It's not sure. the same. Would you say that her feature on um, Sierra's song? I did not I like that fucking song. It was I'm sick of her, hearing that shit. And um, uh, what is it, Lady London? They mm-hmm. were both on it. What did you think about that? I did not like that fucking song. I'm so tired of hearing it. I am so. Here's my thoughts about Sierra. Love Who's she to- making music for <laughs> anymore? You know what? I'm so glad you said it because what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> What happened to Promise? What, what happened, happened to, to Princess of Crunk and B? What the fuck is this shit? I don't want to hear this. I, I don't want to hear this. I don't like Sierra's music now. I'm sorry. I know. It's so, it's actually kind of annoying. It's annoying how corny it fucking is. And I did yeah. not like this fucking song. It's been going no. viral on TikTok. And I can't, every time I hear it, this reminds me of how I feel about Tay Money. I have no, nothing against her personally. I don't know her, but her right. voice makes my skin crawl when yeah. i hear this song it makes me physically upset <laughs> like I, i'm not even kidding i fucking hate it i get no, so I upset if i hear the song no i get it i get it but i mean you got a feature with sierra that's a big deal that's a that's big, big deal, deal though that's yeah, a big so, deal i mean that's a way of like i guess you know her doing something kind of sure i guess but also it's like but who is what sierra? the fuck are you doing i don't know what, what audience sierra's are you doing? reaching what well, I'm seeing I don't, I don't anyway. know what Sierra's doing. I don't. I just don't. And you know what? I'm not trying to figure it out because she's like 45, um, and and not 45, but she's definitely in her 40s. She got three, four kids, happily married. That's I'm not her audience. Okay, she not does. So, it's not for me. I don't know. I guess it never was really for me. It <laughs> wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> but I still fuck with that old shit. Oh you know? yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, okay, do you, uh, is there anything else or should we just move into our main topic? No, we can move into main topic. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? Because we had been talking, we had planned this out and like for everybody listening, like when we like plan out these episodes, we do it usually like like months in advance before we record it. And so it was very interesting that we had talked about like this is what we were going to talk about in May, um, this topic. And then this thread came out a couple yeah. of days ago and I was like, oh my God, like we got to talk about that on the show. So if you don't follow the darkest hue, okay. So first of all, today we're talking about like colorism and fat phobia and texturism, um, you know, in hip hop and how women in hip hop are impacted by that. But if you don't follow the darkest hue on Instagram, first of all, what are you doing? Um, Cause they, 
dropping heat, but they dropped this thread and it's actually very incredible about why light skin rappers can give less and receive more. And I'm going to read it, um, what they say. Um, so basically this is what they say in the caption, like colorism and featureism rob us of so much talent. Since darker skinned women rappers do not receive the same industry push, it is harder to find their music if you are not intentionally trying to diversify the music you consume. The very first time I Spice went viral in 2021 was for the Buss It Challenge on TikTok. Did you see that? Which I didn't know about. I had no fucking clue. Um, I was like, she did that? That was crazy. I did not hear that. Which further proves that desirability can certainly get your foot in the door and your name in people's mouths. Although it should go without saying, this is not a personal attack on Ice Spice. And we're going to mention a lot of people today when we talk about this. This is not a personal attack on anybody. We love right. all the girls, but we got to keep it real. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so this is not a personal uh, attack on Ice Spice who cannot help how she looks. We can like an artist, find them unproblematic, think they're hardworking and talented, and enjoy their music while still having critiques about how colorism has propelled their stardom. Ice Spice is not unique in the way that her look has cat catapulted her, and she seems herself to agree per the tweet in the second slide. She is yet another case study for how colorism produces different outcomes for women rappers. So I'm going to go through the thread and show you what they say. So this is a tweet from Ice Spice, um, November 8th, 2021. Pretty privilege is a real thing, and I'm going to milk the fuck out of it. Y'all be safe. First of all, why would you tweet? <laughs> I'd be forgetting she's so young, but so they say Ice Spice is a 23-year-old Bronx-based uh, Bronx rapper of Dominican and Nigerian descent. Ice Spice was recently applauded for the honesty she she displayed in this past tweet. It is no question that Ice Spice has certainly taken advantage of her desirability. The next slide says, since releasing her hit song, Munch, Feeling You, in August of 2022, I cannot believe that was only barely a year ago. I know. Um, Ice Spice has already received cosigns from industry giants like Drake, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, and Cardi B. Ice Spice even scored an invite to Kim Kardashian's home because of her daughter, North, happened to be a huge fan. Recently, Nicki Minaj crowned Ice Spice the new princess of rap, a title that some fear may be too early to bestow. And I fucking agree. And we can talk about that. I agree. She also hopped on the Princess Diana remix, confirming Ice Spice as her successor. That's ridiculous. Ice Spice is easily likable, has a growing catalog of catchy raps, but so are the darker skin, monoracial black women rappers who do not immediately or never receive the same industry push. The next slide. Um, she just mentions a bunch of rappers, Scarlip, Young Devin, Big Boss Vet, Chica, Kenzo B, Mona Leo, Flo Millie, Callie, Dochi, Cleo Trappa, Ken the Man, Kyla Clash, Kyla, uh, Cash Kyla, Connie Diamond, just like a bunch of rappers. Um, then the next slide says the previous, the rappers in the previous slide are very accomplished in their own right, which is important to say. That's um, true. Limited mainstream recognition is not an indication of a lack of talent or motivation on their part. However, not having the look certainly stifles and delays commercial growth. For instance, mm -hmm. iSpice has been able to grow her Instagram following to nearly 7 million. She has gained 4 million more followers since February of 2023. That was two months ago. Again, her debut hit, Munch Feeling You, dropped in August of 2022. That's not even a year. Now, Flo, Millie, and Chica are the only rappers that I just mentioned with an um, Instagram following of a million followers. And Flo Millie's breakout hit, Beef, Flo Mix, an iconic song, um, wow. was released in October of 2018. Can you believe it's been that long, actually? Yeah, I was like, dang, <laughs> I was in college. Like... <laughs> I remember where you were when Flo Millie dropped that shit. I remember. I was in yeah. the car, yeah. top down, California sun, mm. playing that. Mm. I think I just got my hair done, mm. going back onto campus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely remember. I remember seeing it on fucking um, Twitter, the video, and I said, um, yes. who is this bitch? Yeah. <laughs> I said, now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Mm -hmm. what, what's going on here? Um, so then they say, Chica, while having some mainstream markers of success, being Grammy nominated, for example, is constantly constantly the target of online bullying about her weight and her looks. Um, mm -hmm. Cleo Trappa, 
um, who you may know because she's like always going viral on um, Instagram and on TikTok for teaching people correct grammar about how to use words, um, is another New York-based rapper of Nigerian descent, appears to be best friends with Ice Spice. She even appeared in Ice Spice video for In Her Mood, which impressively garnered 24 million views on YouTube in just two months. That is fucking crazy. Um, industry plant. Industry, shut up. <laughs> Like Ice Spice, Cleotrapa is also personable, funny, and she has used her personality to attract a following since she debuted on IG in 2019. Mm. Cleotrapa's 680,000 Instagram followers, while very impressive, pale in comparison to the sizable following of her light-skinned peers are able mm. to achieve. Other darker-skinned rappers, New York drill rappers, because Ice Spice is a New York drill rapper, like Kenzo B, Scarlip, and Young Devin, have not even seen a fraction of the exposure. Moreover, mm-hmm. it's not just Ice Spice is light-skinned. She's also racially ambiguous and has the kind of body that opens the doors for women in the rap industry. Uh, rapper Glorilla, while also light-skinned, has been encouraged to get a nose job and a BBL because she does not have the coveted, slim, thick body. Similarly, Brooklyn-based rapper Maya the Don has not been able to unlock a mainstream stardom even despite her viral song, Telfie. And if you know Maya the Don, she's a plus-size woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they say on the next slide, who gets to have a unique look? Now, a part of Ice Spice's meteoric rise has to do with her unique orange fro. While some are still debating if it's a wig, it is a wig sometimes. Um, I think it's a wig. It's a fucking wig sometimes. It might be some of her hair, but like we know it's a wig. Ice mm-hmm. Spice is currently the only mainstream rapper praised for sporting a naturalist, natural-ish hairstyle. While she's mm-hmm. been critiqued for her signature look, with comparisons to Annie and Cabbage Patch Dolls, um, her unique look has been able to set her apart from the rest. Then they say, could you imagine a short, kinky, 4C Afro, excuse me, 4C Afro being similar type of asset to a darker skinned woman rapper? Probably not. Natural hair has not helped Chica's um, rise to the mainstream fame. And it's true because Chica, Chica does have dread. Then they yeah. say, um, consumers' expectations are colorist. And this is very true. Dark-skinned female rappers have to debut with the best, most refined version of themselves or risk obscurity and delayed success. There is no room for mistakes or beginner's mediocrity when you don't have the look. Consumers might even be more patient with you, allowing you room to grow and develop as an artist if your aesthetic is palatable enough. And they literally did this with Ice Spice because remember that performance she had last year? That was fucking trash. And now she gets to be at Summer Jam. You know, with people who have been out much, much longer than her. Like, yeah. that's fucking huge. But they allowed her that room to grow. You didn't see yeah. her. The way the City Girls got attacked online for being terrible performers. Yeah. Ice Spice didn't get a fraction of that when her bad performance went viral. Not a fraction yeah. of that hate. And you know why. Um. Then they go on to say, decision makers in the industry are surely responding to colorist consumer demands and therefore pushing the artists who look like Ice Spice to secure a return on their investments, but they may also be responding to their own personal colorist features, i.e. Rick Ross, questionable in um, endorsement of Just Britney. I don't know who that is. Um, I don't know who it is, but you remember the scene? You know what I'm talking about? I saw this. I remember the scene from, um, it was like Love and Hip Hop or something? Yeah, something like that. And he was like, um, what did basically, he say? He was, basically, like, he was saying how, like, two girls, like, sang the same song. And basically because one was lighter skin, he was like, I probably would go with her uh-huh. more so yeah. because of how, the way she looks aesthetically. And that's crazy because then they pulled up pictures of his mama. And it, I was, and they were like, but really? Um, so that's the end of the slide. But the last slide, and please, like, listen to this. If you can, if you can support the Darkest Hue creator, um, their Venmo is at Darkest dash hue their paypal is darkest hue at gmail.com and their patreon is patreon.com slash darkest hue and it was created in 2020 by a dark-skinned um black college sophomore looking to shine light on the many issues of, of affecting black people who experience colorism and misogynoir today she continues to lead important and difficult conversations online regarding anti-blackness this was so important and this is a conversation that is so important. So yeah. I want to, there's a, even start. Yeah, I know like we're, so I have some questions here. Um, so what do you think about like, how do you think women in hip hop are impacted by colorism? Well, I think that 
uh, similar to what the like article or slides like highlight is that obviously you are able to garner more um, room to grow and be able to, I don't know, like experiment more than girls who uh, don't have a chance like right out of the gate. Um, so I think it definitely like plays to obviously certain privileges of folks that are unconscious bias um, that people have. It, it plays up to that. So that's what I think. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like 100%, there are all these girls who are making incredible music, who constantly lose out mm -hmm. and who aren't given the same grace, who aren't given the same platform, who aren't given chance and chance to fuck up. Like I even check myself when I think about this kind of thing because we do this all the time. We talk about Sweetie. Like I just right, we talk about her right. all the time about how like, man, the music is not there. The performance is not there, but we like her. But we keep going back. But we, we keep, keep going, going back. back. Whereas, I, whereas to where I've definitely been like, you know what? I don't fuck with Cash Doll's music. I'm not going to keep going back to it and supporting her. And I feel like in my own life, like I've been trying to check myself when doing mm. that because you think about who benefits from it and who loses out. Sweetie and Cash Doll are two kind of rappers who've been in, who came up around the same time, you know? Mm. And one of them is definitely more skilled than the other, you know? 100%. But who yeah. gets that platform? It's right. going to be Sweetie. You know, if you want to talk about, if you want to put like, I, because they're the same age, like Flo Millie, up against I Spice, think about mm. the way and the things that we know Flo Millie deserves. And this right. isn't to say that she isn't talented. This isn't to say that she isn't, she doesn't have a kind of success because I think when we talk about success, we have to frame it in a certain way. You know? That's true. Because it's, it, it isn't just by one, you know, um, standard. Flo Millie mm -hmm. is beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's talented, performing all over the world. Every time you go to one of her shows, every single person raps every word right, in her right. cadence. She mm -hmm. has fans. She has hits. She has success. But do I think she deserves more? Yes. 100%. 100%. And you think about all the girls who lose out because they, they feel like, one, they don't have this very desirable like look, like they're not light-skinned. And I feel like as, as time moves on, we as a, as a culture are moving very slowly very slowly, like snail pace, but we're inching away from that, you know? Not as quickly as we would like to be. From, we're inching away from, like, colorism being, like... Like, a, at, the, a, at the forefront, you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. there, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, like, ever gonna go away completely. But yeah. I do see a lot of different women, you know, being able to get their shine. Is it the same? Do they have mm -hmm. the same platform? No. Do they have the same success? No. And so it's it's very interesting. And this is no shade to Ice Spice. This is no shade to Sweetie, who yeah. are probably very nice people. Of but course, I mean, we got to yeah. be real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm wondering if like um, obviously this is based um, in um, history of like preference of of color. But I'm wondering if like also this sense to gravitate towards. Um, especially like women, light-skinned or light-skinned women or light-skinned artists in general um, comes from the idea that, um, especially within the U.S., there are a, um, I don't want to say surplus, but more biracial children. And the idea of like seeing someone that looks like similar to you um, as the country continues to, um, to, integrate is a wrong word but like <laughs> well, I know there's more mean. but you know what I mean like as more biracial children are going to be ever present in the next like you know 20 30 years especially um I wonder if that's just trying to kind of set the tone of the industry a little bit more of that like this racially ambiguous type of person see I don't think so because I don't think that there are more biracial children than there are children who are not racially ambiguous or who are not mm -hmm. biracial you know I don't, I don't think that there are, even though those are the ones that we see being propped up and being yeah. given platforms. It's for that reason that they are being propped up and given platforms. It's because of the way they look. I think mm -hmm. there are just as many, you know, darker skinned children totally. and people who need the kind of like platform and the kind of support and the kind of like love and representation yeah, that, that sure. these biracial children get. I'm not saying that biracial children need to be like we need to throw tomatoes at them when we see them on the street but yeah, yeah, yeah. but when you talk about the impact of it it's not the same 
Right. It's right. not the same when someone calls you a monkey or pulls your hair or spits on you as it is with saying, ha ha, you're biracial. You don't mm-hmm. fit in with us as black kids. You don't fit in with us as white kids. No one is saying that's not a struggle for you because finding struggling with identity is a big thing to struggle with. You know what right. I mean? But it's not, you can't, it's, you don't, they don't get the same kind of vitriol and violence, especially online now that right. darker skinned women get. Think about the way that people even talk about them. It's mm-hmm. so different. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that kind of bleeds into our next question where we're talking about featureism and texturism and fat phobia. And we talk about who, who benefits from that and how are they, how are, I think how are women in hip hop threatened by that so when you say featureism and texturism like featureism in terms of like the snatched waist snatched waist you know slim nose long pretty Mm. hair you Mm. know like there's good clear skin um you know like those kinds of things right right i mean i think obviously the people who benefit from them from this is the folks who can um afford to be able to make yeah. enhancements to their um, yeah. to their body in a way uh, like plain and simple um i think if you have a machine behind you that it's like okay we want you to be this and we can do this like that's how we're going to package you um because it's like we see the other people doing that as well and obviously the folks who lose out on it are people who one <laughs> i guess just like simply appreciate their body yeah like don't want to make any alterations yeah um, and two, who don't have the means to be able to make those type of uh, alterations to them. Yeah. And I think it, it sucks because I love to see women like I'm very, you know, body positive. Like I'm a plus size woman and I have mm-hmm. been my whole life. And that's been something that I've struggled with my whole life, you know, and yeah. there were times when I hated myself and I starved mm-hmm. myself and I wanted to like die because I thought like people, the way that people hate fat people it's so deeply ingrained in our culture that it, it just, it comes out it, it, in so many different ways. And I think right. of all the women who like Chica, you know, and uh, who, who just get like bullied online and they're so vile and mean to uh, the, when, the way that they talk about you. But even think about the way that people talk to fat people, like mm. you're not human or like mm. you deserve less because of this. Think about right. the way that people talk about Glorilla because she doesn't have this like Coke bottle shape. She doesn't have a huge ass. She has a mm-hmm. big nose. And they talk to her as if she's less feminine because of that. Right. You know, right. when you don't have that ideal body or you don't fit into their mold or their standard of what a female rapper should look like, they don't treat you the same. Right. Right. They treat you worse and they talk about you worse. The way that they mm-hmm. describe you is worse. And then you don't, and then you lose out in other ways because your image plays into so much of your success. So you're not going to be the ones who are getting dressed by all these brands. You're not right. going to be the one who are, is getting, you know, invited to all these like shows and doing talk shows and doing everything. You're not going to be the one who they're talking about on the radio. You're not going to be the one going viral on the internet and getting all this play because of how you look, even if right. there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And and for the people who do, it's think about how much they had to fight through to get there. Right. Right. And I feel like almost sometimes it can be a double edged sword as well. It's like, you know, you get the work done and then you're scrutinized for getting the work exactly. done. Exactly. Well. And it's like so nobody wins. Nobody, so wins. nobody wins. Nobody wins. Yeah. Nobody wins because but people I hate mean, women. People just hate women. Straight up, straight up. And I think that's obviously the importance of having with this um, resurgence of like female rappers being able to have that type of diversity, not only from um, a color perspective, but also the other features that you mentioned from size to, um, you know, the way that they carry themselves and like um, being able to be open about like, um, you know, struggles that they have. Like, I think it's important to show the full spectrum because it's like, to your point, you know, there's someone who looks like them who is probably going to look up to them at some point and needs that representation. Exactly. Like, I think about the way that, you know, or the, like Missy Elliott, what Missy Elliott was for me, you know, mm-hmm. and seeing mm-hmm. like this plus size woman be so larger than life and unafraid, unafraid, completely unafraid to mm-hmm. show herself off or to take risks and things. It, it, it can kind of be the kind of affirming thing that someone who struggles with their weight or someone who struggles with 
so much in life that comes with what that comes with not looking or not fitting into society's mold of what women should look like, um, right. especially for black women, which is always much harsher. It can be mm-hmm. it can be very difficult to go through every day, you know. Just, yeah, just the everyday. <laughs> no, I get fucking it. hard. Um, so um, I I really I really think I like what can we do to like undo the harm caused by these issues? Like, what can we do as fans? Um, yeah. is something I want to explore, you know, because I don't no, have I like, all the answers. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like it's fair. Like what you're saying is like checking yourself. And I think also having exposure to, um, communities like the darkest hue that call it Absolutely. out as well. Like that's what I think journalists or, you know, media websites in general are supposed to be like the watchdogs to be able to call out issues that sometimes we don't see underneath, um, between the text. But I think also, uh, another part of it that I don't think something that we can do per se, but it's like continuing to uplift those um, women who are not necessarily being pushed through the mainstream, yeah. um, especially within like record um, labels and like the people who are um, making decisions behind the scenes, like continuing to uplift those voices, because I think once they're mm-hmm. in positions of power to be able to have more influence and empower the conversation and the narrative will shift yeah. um, because there's different voices and people who actually look like us in those rooms. Absolutely. It, it does always go back to like, who is making these decisions and what do they look like? Where do they come from? What are their life experiences? And mm-hmm. because that, that really colors all the decisions that you're going to make about what consumers are want and need, you know? Right. So right. I, I definitely agree. I think this isn't a conversation that we can have in just one episode. I think it's something that's mm-hmm. constantly ongoing and constantly changing. And I'm sure it'll be something that we come back to with, you know, maybe different ideas, um, you know, one day. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's, I think, um, those are our thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, a little bit deeper than we usually get, but. Yeah, no, this is good, though. Important. This is an important conversation, and hopefully you yeah. are able to have more conversations within your friend groups about Absolutely. This. You should be having conversations in your friend group about this. You should be having conversations with anybody about this. Like, one thing about me, if I hear somebody talking crazy, I'm going to go up to them and argue with them. Because <laughs> you're being fucking stupid, and I need to let you know in public. Um, and I will and have done it and will do it again. Will and have. And will do it the fuck again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Where My Girl's At, brought to you by Textured Air, a brand dedicated to celebrating Black girl culture, past, present, and future. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It really helps. You can find us on Twitter at Where My Girl's At 2 and Instagram, Where My Girl's At underscore TH. Make sure you check out our other podcast, Does It Hold Up?, the Blacklist, and all the other content we offer on our website, texturedare.com. Until next time.